it is really hard sometimes to believe that that song was written by an atheist abolitionist. I just told y'all something new you didn't know, right? It's all right. Would you pray with me? Your power and glory, Lord, ever more proclaim. God, in these moments that we sit to hear your voice, God, may our hearts be still that we may listen to you. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. A couple nights ago, I was headed out after doing some work on the sermon, and I heard the orchestra playing. I was just headed to the parking lot, and so I decided just to stop for a second. So I walked in, sat down. It is a beautiful gift you all give us. And the time and effort and energy it takes to put all of this together is significant. And I don't know that I would necessarily be saying that if we hadn't not been together last year. Us being together is a gift, y'all. Being able to see faces, hear voices around us, allowing the gift to just settle inside of us. What a joy. Tomorrow, uh, like Scott said, you, you, you're gonna go open some gifts. Oh, and maybe some of y'all do that tonight. That's good. It's all right. Go to it. Have at it. And I was thinking about this sermon and what we've been talking about over the last weeks leading up to Advent, this theme of unwrapped. I was thinking about what does it actually look like in our homes the morning of Christmas, or those moments where we're sitting together unwrapping gifts. And I just put together a few things that that came to mind as I thought about my own family and and, and, and how we unwrap gifts, right? There's, there's, There's like personality traits of people who unwrap gifts, right? There's, they do it one particular way, and that's how they always do it, whether it's birthday or Christmas or whatever. They, ha- they do this one particular way, and I, and I put together four things, and maybe this is someone in your family as well. And so the first personality trait of someone who unwraps gifts is the person whom we call the Fast and the Furious. Fast and furious, the person absolutely sees the present for them. They rip it open as fast as they can. They get to the gift. They look at it, and they're like, yes, thank you so much. And they put it down, and you're like, did you even see what was there? <laughs> the fast and the furious person is the person you have to buy multiple gifts for because they're the ones that, that need multiple things because it's, it's going to be chaos all around them. It's kind of like the movie where there's like 10 episodes of it all. A second personality trait is the, the mommy did you know? It's that person, this is mine. Um, this is the one, I, 
I was the one who woke up um, really, really early in the morning, like three, everything's still quiet, snuck down, very quietly opened the present, <laughs> took a peek, knew what I was getting, put it back with scotch tape, <laughs> went upstairs, and I slept well. <laughs> I didn't need to get up early. I was like, I know what's coming. It's good. It's good. The third personality trait is uh, what I'm going to call the, the Avengers Endgame. It's, it's where the, the, the person who's receiving the gift has to gather everyone's attention. They gather everybody around as they, they shake and rattle and they smell and they use their x-ray vision to see what's in the gift before they utterly destroy the box and almost everything that's in it. You know who that person is. We only give them one gift. <laughs> and then the fourth personality trait is the, is the golden rule. It's the, it's the careful and loving person who who loves to test everybody's patience. You know this person who's like, oh, look at the beautiful tape job you did. And they try and pick it, you know. It's, oh, this is so fantastic. I love this beautiful, what, what type, is this scotch tape? Did you, did, you, did you get the good stuff? Man, this is, mm. And the bow, I, that's my sister. <laughs> she frustrates the fool out of us. It's all right, Tanya, we'll be all right. I hope that however you unwrap your gifts, that you enjoy the gift of being together. However that happens tomorrow, whatever ways that you engage your family tomorrow, I hope you experience something Wonderful. Which is exactly what I want to talk to you about for a moment, is this idea of experiencing something wonderful. Just a few minutes ago, we read Luke 2. We, we read the, the Christmas story. I, I feel like if you don't hear the word Quirinius during Christmas, then you haven't heard the Christmas story it's the story of Jesus' birth. But there's so much that happens before it that we really wanted to take a look tonight about that as well. You see, Mary and Joseph have gone through so much just to get to the point of having this child. The whole reason they're in Bethlehem is because the government had made a requirement that they would be counted in a census. And that census would require that they would get taxed. And they, on their own dime, had to leave their home to come to Bethlehem to hang out for a few days so someone could play Duck, Duck, Goose. I'm not sure how long they had to prepare for that, but they were definitely put out. They had also recently found out that Mary was going to be pregnant. And though this was great news, it was a bit scary. 
So much so that God steps in through the voices of family and friends and angels to make sure that Mary and Joseph get to Bethlehem. At this point, Mary and Joseph have already believed. Just the the words that they hear from the angels make them believe in the story that is about to unfold. Listen to what the angel says to Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. Now Mary, after questioning the angel, said these words. I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. May your word to me be complete, be done. In that moment, she hears God's word and she receives it and believes it. And the second she does, she begins to experience some really good things. Some hope and some peace and some joy and some love. Those themes through Advent happen in Mary immediately. How do we know? The next verses say it. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored, Mary said, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting, said Elizabeth, reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who had believed in the Lord would fulfill the promises he made to her. She received God's word and begins to unwrap this gift, although she doesn't know exactly what's going to happen. She experiences all the hope and the joy that Elizabeth has in engaging with her. She hangs out there for a few months like Pastor Janine taught us. And this is all before she meets Jesus. When we receive God's word and begin to unwrap God's gift to us, we experience these things as well. Hope. Hope is a defiant act that says, I am going to believe in God's word and God's gift even when it doesn't make sense. And when I do, I experience closeness with others around me. I experience healing, honest to goodness, real healing, restoration of relationship, resilience in my heart, When we receive God's word and begin to unwrap God's gift to us, we experience peace. 
peace is that settling of our hearts and minds when we are connected to the spirit of the living God that allows us to experience justice, allows us to experience harmony, allows us to really come in communion with the spirit of God and understand shalom. When we receive God's word and begin to unwrap the gift of God to us, we experience joy. Joy is experienced when we return again and again to God's living water, even in our grief and vulnerability, we experience balance. We experience hospitality. We experience the fuel to keep going and a fulfillment of what God's doing even though we haven't gotten there yet. And when we believe in God's word, we experience love. Love is experienced when we let go of our own agendas and join someone else's. We experience good news our own protection, patience, solidarity. That's a lot of things that God wants to give us. That's a lot of things that we get to experience. But these are the beautiful things in store for us when we listen to God's word and we unwrap the gift, but there is more. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Jesus shows up. Jesus shows up in the dark places, in the hard spaces, as a promise to you and I that God is with us. God is with you and me doing amazing things in us so that we would know the power of the living God. That's what we're here celebrating tonight is that Jesus shows up. Jesus doesn't just show up for Mary. Jesus shows up for you and I. How many of you have had Jesus show up for you? This room is full of people for whom Jesus will show up time and time again, over and over again, Jesus will show up. And when Jesus showed up for Mary, she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger. And at that moment, Jesus hadn't done all the things that God said that he would do. He hadn't taught 
one thing. He hadn't healed one person. He hadn't walked on water, calmed the storms, or fed anyone. Jesus in the manger was a gift to the world that was waiting to be unwrapped. I love my mom. That woman has spent more time on her knees for me than anyone I know. She cares about me, she loves me intensely and intentionally. She is a strong woman and I am grateful for her. But she has this thing with Christmas presents. Sometimes she forgets not only what's in them, but they, that they exist. <laughs> There's been multiple times in my life where uh, we've been at Christmas and she'll come in from the garage and, and, and hand me a present. She say, oh, here's one more gift for you. <laughs> like, what? wait a second, isn't this, isn't this last year's wrapping paper? <laughs> she said, yeah, 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 just, just open it. <laughs> it's for you, I think. <laughs> we'll all be surprised. <laughs> she forgets the gifts. Literally, it's happened as, as, as recently as two years ago. And it's not old age. This happened when I was a kid, too. It's a beautiful thing, though, because I always can expect that there might be something else that I was supposed to have last year that I get to open this year. I hope that that's not how we're treating Jesus. That in moments of quarantine, in moments by ourselves, in moments of pain and struggle that we set Jesus aside like a forgotten present and say, you know what, I gotta handle this on my own, Jesus, until I can figure out a moment where I can celebrate. I hope we don't set Jesus aside and say, well, I'll get to you when I get a chance or when I have an opportunity or when the right time is. Because Jesus for Mary didn't show up when the right time was when it was a good opportunity. She had a lot of things going on and the government breathing down her neck and so it was not a good time. And maybe that's where you are tonight. But God has a gift for you. Maybe you are not experiencing hope ever. God has a gift for you. Maybe you have trouble understanding what peace feels like. And I know God has a gift for you. Maybe you have a difficulty because of all the grief is just pishing out the joy. God has a gift for you. Maybe you don't know love as a whole thing. And God has a gift for you. And he came as a baby to Mary and Joseph. He grew up as a refugee in a working class family. He became a teacher and a leader in his area. Area. He healed the sick. He loved the poor and the marginalized. He died at the hands of the state and was wrapped in cloths and laid in a tomb. Yeah. 
But God unwrapped that gift on Easter morning so that you and I might know the love of God and the peace of the Holy Spirit and the joy of the Lord and the hope that we all stand in here for. And when God unwrapped that gift, Jesus came alive. And Jesus can come alive in your hearts and in our minds and in this city if we just live out what God has for us. Jesus lives that we might become hope. Jesus lives that we might become peace. Jesus lives that we might become joy. Jesus lives that we might become love for the world. If you want to know the gift of God who is Jesus, all you need to do is believe God's word. Receive Christ. Allow Jesus to direct your life. And the words sound a lot like Mary's. I'm your servant, God. May your word be fulfilled in me. If you already know Jesus, I would invite you to ask the Lord what gift he wants you to experience or unwrap this season. As one great theologian once said, God loves you the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. And how you unwrap God's greatest gift to you is up to you. But my prayer is this. That you do so fast and furiously. So that you will learn to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So everyone would know that the end game is Jesus on the throne of your life and that you experience everything Jesus has for you. As we've talked about hope and peace and joy and love, we look at this Advent wreath. These past Four weeks have been fantastic for our church family, and if you missed any of those messages, I would invite you to go back and look. The pastors and people who have shepherded us through each one of these things, but as I look, I see a candle that's not lit. At the center is the Christ candle. The one that we light the one that we stare at, the one that all four of these other candles are there for. And as is the tradition at Lake Avenue Church, this is that moment where you would grab your candles. Because the thing that I was, I was just talking about doesn't happen unless we live it out in the world. Unless we live out hope, unless we live out peace and joy and love, it doesn't happen 
unless we do that. And so I'm going to take this light and I'm going to pass it to these in front. And as you touch lights, turn on your light, the switch is on the bottom. As a means to just express the movement of God and light throughout the body of Christ. Sing that with us. Would you sing Silent Night?
Let's sing this last verse together, holding up our candles. Lift your voices and sing. So Yes, right? Yes. A couple things as we end this evening. If you walked in here and you have some things weighing heavy on you and you just want someone to pray for you, we've got some pastors and staff to my left, your right, up front. We'll be praying with folks, so come and make your way once we're done. Secondly, if you're worshiping with us for the first time, we've got a gift for you. Just a small little token of our appreciation of you just joining us in this moment. Out these center doors and just to the right as you go out, um, is there a table? Um, we just wanna hand you something. We're not gonna make you sign anything. We're not gonna <laughs> catch you. But we just wanna give you something. And then on the way out, Please extinguish your candles and set them in the bins as you exit. Receive now this benediction. May the God of hope and peace and joy and love cause you to know the gift of Jesus this Christmas season and beyond so that your life may be changed into what God has for you. Amen, amen, and Merry Christmas. Verses with me, and there's gonna be an interlude from this orchestra between every verse. Let's hear your voices, here we go.